You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 012. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Man, I am, I'm giggly already. I know. Are we on already? Yeah. Oh, we're on? We're on? Is this, is this mic on? Hot mic. Hot mic here. <laughs> Damn it. Now I've got to find that clip. <laughs> that one should be easy to find. Well, no. That one is really fucking hard. Oh, well, then don't use it. Well, I think I actually have it from a different... I don't oh, know. we use it in another cast? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, maybe. We're always talking about hot mic. That's true, because we got our new mics. Yeah, we're so fancy. <laughs> Extremely sure. well produced over we are. here. We are Smith Studios. Yeah, so we're um, we've already started talking about what we wanted to share with you guys, and we got the giggles bad. I know. It's, <laughs> I know. It's a funny topic. We find it funny. I don't know if anybody else will. But. Well, okay. So as you know, we love to jump between uh, sharing relationship stuff with you and life stuff with you. Uh, so we'll do two weeks relationship, two weeks life stuff, and today we're going to be talking about uh, some life stuff, and, and I think this is going to be a really, really good one. But as you know, before we jump into content, we like to shoot the shit a little bit. So uh, we were testing out our mics, and the stuff that Mr. Smith just comes up with. I, so I, I said, if we named our son Smith, his name would be Smith Smith. And she said, what son? <laughs> I don't like, what? Okay, <laughs> we're not having like, children. Uh, okay, so I, I'm just dumbfounded because, you know, we're just like testing out the mics and, you know, <laughs> test one, two. I just need him to speak into his mic so I can make sure that th- that it's recording both of us, right? And he comes up with that shit. And I'm like, okay, that would be true. But first of all, we're not having kids. Second of all, why do... Why are you saying like our son? Like there's like that's a possibility. And then like who the fuck names their kid Smith as the first name anyway? Like right, well my rationale she's like that's not a viable name. And I was like sure it is. Nobody else has named that. That right? It's just a really horrible rationale. But it it's so, so funny to me. So you want our son to have a name like everybody what else? Son. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who you are. <laughs> well, the reason that all came up is because we have our little pet spider. Well, we had a pet spider. Okay. That was manning our garden for us. Okay. So you guys, I, I mean, speaking of kids, like I'm the most non-maternal person you'll ever meet. And that goes for caretaking for pretty much anything, including plant life. Including me. And including, no, actually, you've done a really good job with caretaking. Yeah, I've been, I've been stepping that up. Yeah, you have for sure. But um, it's not my, it's not my... It's not, it's not a hell yes, which is what we're going to be talking hey, about. Hey, hey, way to tie it in. Check Look out that segue. So, so anyway, Mr. Smith has a green thumb. He's got like all 10 fingers. Phalanges are <laughs> Phalanges. green. Mine are black. That's for damn sure. 
So uh, he's got this amazing pallet garden and uh, where he took like pallets. He, he saw this on fucking Pinterest, you guys, which is hysterical to me. It's hysterical to me that you are on Pinterest and have like boards about gardening and stuff. I know. I know. I got, I got a few followers too. It's not bad. <laughs> I'll probably get a few more after this. Maybe. Yeah, Hopefully. If anybody's listening out there. I don't think you're on there as Mr. Smith though. Oh, no, I'm not. You're right. Yeah, that's funny. So anyway, so so he comes in and tells me. He's always wants to show me like, oh, look, we have tomatoes and we've got oregano and we've got, you know, mixed greens and we have stuff for our bunnies and all these awesome things. And I mean, it's definitely not enough to really feed us, but it is really, really cute. So anyway, he's telling me, you're telling me that we've got a spider out there. Yeah. So we're like, okay. Just like all the Smith animals, we need to name him. Right. We assume it's a him. So we started with Dan. I know it's a him because he just has that attitude. <laughs> He's got too much testosterone. It, He's yeah, machismo? Yeah, he lives right by the faucet. So when I go to turn the faucet on, he kind of pops out real quick like, you're on my territory, man. Like what? What? Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, step back. I grew up in 909, bitches. <laughs> I will fuck So then he up. hides back underneath when I turn the water on. Or he hid. I, have to I speak think that's past hysterical that you think he's got testosterone. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's he's a quick he's a quick he's a quick little dude. He was. He was. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't quick enough. <laughs> we'll get to that part. So we've got a sad story about about him. So first we started Dan, and then we thought it was hysterical. We we thought all these names up like Bob, Phil. Uh, <laughs> so we came up with uh, we have Justin, so Zayden. Yeah, like also Zeke. Rex. <laughs> and we just couldn't decide, so we decided that every time we referred to him, we would just use a different name. Right. And then each one of us would kind of start with like a, wait, who? Oh, Justin. Oh, Jameson. <laughs> oh, Phil. <laughs> yeah, we really liked Phil. We used that one a couple times. Yeah, Phil was a favorite. And Steve. Steve was another one we used. That was a good one. Not the great spider name, Steve. Greg. <laughs> so... Greg decided to spin his web right in our doorway. So whenever we would walk out to like take take our dogs out or go get the mail or whatever, it, it was one of those like ninja things where you're just like, get yes. off me, get off me. It looks like you're flailing at nothing. And Ken would be like, God damn it, Phil, this is not the place to spin your web. Do Augustus, you, find a new home. Augustus, this is a high traffic area. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, you know, um, Jaden's not that smart. No. He doesn't put his web in a very good place. Like, I appreciate the effort of trying to keep bugs out of my garden. Yes. But you're keeping me in my house. Right. Like, you cannot. This is just, we're open to him spinning. Absolutely. Spin. Go away, for Away, yeah. dude. Go, I get it. Go for it. But not here. Not in a high traffic area. Not right on the steps. No, not. Not, not smart. So, so, the other night, Mr. Smith comes in after walking the dogs. And he points to a stain on his pants. <laughs> and this is not a sexual story, you guys. No, no, no not that kind of stain. Get your head out of the gutter. And why don't you tell them what you told me? I said, I don't remember exactly. What did I say? You looked down and you said, do you know what this is? And I said, what? You said, I'm afraid that's Phil. <laughs> no, you said Justin that night. Yeah, I think it was Justin. Yeah, it's Justin. Justin. It's Justin. And I looked at you. And I was, like, <laughs> devastated. <laughs> like, what do you mean that's Justin? <laughs> and you were like, babe, all dramatic, all dramatic. 
babe, it was just gut instinct. I was like, you know, I couldn't help it. I felt the web on me and I looked down and I saw the spider and it was just my instinct to just smack him. So, so. that ends the story. <laughs> he just got washed out of my sweats. <laughs> so then, so I just washed those sweats today and Mr. Smith goes, um, so did Jackson come out of my pants? <laughs> <laughs> So a little Damon left there? There's a little bit of Steve left on your pants. <laughs> but I, I have to say that this is one of the most fun things that we've done is like, and we'll do an episode on that. Like some of the fun things that we just keep play alive in our yeah, relationship. That's true. We we, uh, we kill it though. We like overdo it. Like right now we're even like yeah, overdoing like the, it. My best friend Jessica is always like, you're doing it again. Yeah. Like <laughs> overdoing it. when we're stuck in our little spiral of beating a dead horse yeah, yeah like i beat pierce pierce yeah <laughs> so okay so we'll anyway we'll, we'll move on from yeah that. let's but move on hopefully well you know hopefully we'll get a new we need a new resident uh, spider we, we need a new guardian we got so a vacancy maybe i'll put a craigslist ad up <laughs> seeking yeah seeking a jason a steve or whatever <laughs> already yeah. i love it okay so let's talk about some shit that matters how about yeah that? How about other that? than dead spiders okay um so today i want to share with you a concept that was introduced to me from uh, a coach mentor that i've i've had over the couple of years and her name is gina gabellini and she runs masterpiececoaching.com. Um, I'm a huge advocate for her work. And it's actually masterpiece spelled like P-E-A-C-E.com. Um, and she she introduced this concept uh, to us. And she does a lot of stuff around the marriage between business and law of attraction. So she, she does a lot of like business coaching stuff. Um, but she comes from a very spiritual law of attraction standpoint, right? And I still feel like I'm digging through that and figuring out what I do believe, what I don't believe, what's theory, what's science, all of that. But this concept really rang true for me and I've used it in my life in a lot of ways. And the idea is simply, uh, hell yes, hell no. And the concept behind it is that if something in your life is not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. And what we, what, and I'll explain that a little bit more in depth. So if something is a hell yes for you, it is something that lights your soul on fire and just completely fulfills you. So it's like, it's like a no brainer thing. You know how like when somebody says something to you like, you know, uh, do you want to go see the Angels game with me? Or do you want to go see uh, this concert with me? Or do you want this bowl of ice cream? And immediately everything in your gut is like, absolutely, like more than anything else in the world. Bowl of ice cream? Shit, yeah. But I know. I've already told you. Like, We're getting ice cream tonight. I have to get ice cream yeah, today. I'm with you. Once I'm a week. Down. Have to. I know. That makes, is makes for a happy wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a hell yes right there. <laughs> <clears throat> So um, the idea is that if we don't treat everything kind of with such a black and white uh, notion in, in this sense, like it either fulfills me or it doesn't, uh, not necessarily like it's okay, you know, things are okay. And the reason why this is kind of important to discern is because you will obviously start attracting the same types of things. So, for instance, if you are in a what I like to call a hell maybe or a hell eh, <laughs> you know, it's not like 
full of passion. So if you're in a hell maybe job, relationship, city, you're like, meh. That keeps you in a very specific frequency, right? So even aside from getting into metaphysics or quantum physics or anything around that, if you are in a state where you feel blah or eh or it's all right, then you continue to perpetuate that if you continue to keep things in your life that nurture that same feeling. Like it's not really so mind-blowing. It's really not. So, uh, but we don't think about that because a lot of times we only make change, we only leave the relationship, we only change the jobs when it's extremely painful, when it becomes intolerable, like I can no longer deal with this shit anymore. And that's when we create change. But so many people will be stuck in a relationship that's just killing time, that's just okay, doesn't really light them up, and wonder why they aren't finding their soulmate. Um, Or they're in a job that is not fulfilling them. And, And here's the clincher. And not taking any steps to change it. That's the biggest deal, okay? Because I know a lot of you guys are thinking, well, fuck, Amy, I can't leave my job. Or this is a little sticky. We have kids. I can't just divorce this person or whatever. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you are stuck in an energy and take no action, you will continue to get more of that energy, period. So if you're That's okay with that, if you're okay with it being mediocre, if you're okay with the eh, with the blahs, with the whatever – Knock yourself out. That's what you're signing up for. Right. I, I'm, I'm bought in. I love that theory. I'm just uh, questioning the black and whiteness of it. Yeah. You know, like there's plenty of things that I'm like, that's a hell no, but I have to do it. Like, yeah. I don't like doing my taxes, but I do them. Right. right. <laughs> you know, right. there's plenty of things that I don't like doing and they're, they're hell no's. Right. But, they're, but I do them because I have to. They're a part of life. Yeah, and, and, and so that that's a really, really great point. I'm glad you brought that up because <clears throat> really what this is about is it's not necessarily about mundane tasks and shit that, you know, like, yeah, we, we probably need to clean the house. We probably need to brush our teeth. We probably need to do some <laughs> Like sometimes I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to do this, yeah. right? It's not about mundane tasks. It's about um, settling in your life. Okay. So you're not. So I, I thought mean, you were talking about decision making. Like when you're making decisions, is it a hell yes or a hell no? Um, it can be. It can be a way to make decisions, but it's not a way to shirk responsibility. Right. Um, but I would say point yourself towards things that are intuitively you're going, I, I think I'm settling in this relationship or right. I know I'm not happy in this job and I'm staying right. because of right. comfort, familiarity, paycheck, all these things that don't mean light me up. Right. right. Well, maybe the paycheck doesn't light you up, but what you do with the paycheck might. Yeah. You know, and that's a trade-off, though. But right. What if it was possible to have it all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But that's the energy you're talking about, is. Right. 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 And then, so so then you see people who are working their ass off, and then they've got this amazing home, or they've got this amazing wealth, but they never enjoy it. Yeah, they don't get because, to see their kids or whatever. Because a the work monopolizes their time but then the energy that they're in because they hate 
it so much or because they're always stressed out, their life isn't enjoyable on the their downtime. They don't or, get to appreciate the hell yeses. Right, right. exactly. So there, there are times when I do use it for decision making, but I usually will use it for things that are um, uh, where I'm really shooting all over myself. Like I should take this. This shooting all over. <laughs> That's funny. I should take this. This. Uh, opportunity or um i know i should eat that or i should whatever so so it really is um i'd say it to use it more often when it's a thing about i'm questioning if i'm settling in this situation yeah that's that's good i like that um because it's easy to it's also easy to do things like this like you know it's not a hell yes to work out right now Right. It's not a hell yes to have a conversation with you. Right, you can talk yourself you. out of doing the things that really are a hell yes. They just aren't at that moment. Right. Like there, So that's where Gremlin comes in. So you and mean we'll, uh, Gremlin the spider? <laughs> yes, Gremlin the spider. <laughs> no, uh, it, that, really your internal talk, right? right. So it, one of the ways you can always look at it too, um, instead of saying, is this a hell yes or a hell no, is you can ask yourself simply, what is the most powerful choice for me? Mm-hmm. Because we, you know, sometimes I'll say, you know, I'll ask myself, what do I really need right now? And that question tends to send me into something gluttonous or a gremlin like, well, what I really need is a drink. What I really need is some ice cream. What I really need is to just like, you know, blow off my workout, you know. So sometimes I'll just ask myself, what's the most powerful choice for me? Well, that takes the question away of, is it me or my gremlin speaking? Exactly. Exactly. So I also I also will refer to this as fucking up your frequency, and I've mentioned that before. And I want to I want to give you a an example of what I mean by this. So years ago, I I heard a woman speak about uh, working as an interior designer. And so she goes into this couple's house and she sees this like god awful horrendous chair, and she says, "All right, well first things first, you need to get that chair out of here." And the couple goes. Well, if we get rid of that chair, what are we going to have to sit on? And she says, the sooner you get rid of that chair, the sooner you will figure out what you're going to sit on. Mm. So that's what I mean by settling for a bunch of hell maybes where we're like, the chair's not so bad, but I don't love it. Right, right. You know, and so you just keep it. So then what does that do? It su- supplies you with an incredible crutch to not make any movement. Mm. So if you actually remove the chair... You have to figure out what lights you up. You have to figure out what you can bring into your energetic field that you love. Um, It takes some guts to do this. It does. And and that's the other thing that I wanted to say is it doesn't mean that any of this is easy. Yeah. Um, It's counterintuitive because we always cling to safety. So we settle all the time because it's safe. It's what we know. It's familiar. It's already in place. But it also is at a sacrifice to your ultimate supreme fulfillment. And that's all our own internal choice and what we want to what we want to settle for. And sometimes it's just a not yet or I'm not ready or it might be soon or I'm going to take a baby step. I'm not telling you file for divorce tomorrow if you're going, no, I'm not in love with right. my partner anymore. Or, you know, I'm, I don't love my job, so I'm going to quit tomorrow. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, first of all, call a spade a spade. Don't try to pretend that you're doing it for other reasons. Don't try to pretend that you're staying in your job. You know, that would be totally against your USF. 
What is a USF? Your ultimate supreme, what was it? Fulfillment. Fulfillment. Ooh, I yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Sorry, sidetrack. Uh, so so that's that's what I want everybody to look at is do you have that chair somewhere in your life where you're going, I'll wait for the relationship to come along, for a better relationship to come along. Mm. I'll wait for the better job opportunity, better timing, better whatever. All the meanwhile, you clutter up your space with something else. You're not going to find that soulmate while you're committed while you're dealing with a relationship that you don't enjoy, that doesn't light you up. Right. You know? So now with career and stuff, that's a little bit different because you can go actively search out and work on something while you're in a job that doesn't completely fulfill you. So the point is recognize if you are settling, if you're in a hell maybe, if you're in a hell eh, and make a conscious choice to do something about it. You know, we always talk in coaching about like keep doing what you're doing and you'll get more of the same. Right. If you don't create action and start to progress towards what you do want, your future will look exactly like your present. So is that a good thing? Right. You know? So is uh, the current job situation you're in a hell yes? And if it's not like if you're not fully committed on board, hell yes then take some other steps to improve it. Is that what right. you're saying? Well, find what it is. Right. And a lot of people think, well, well, I've got a really great deal here. I don't I don't know if I want to just you know, leave or whatever. And it might so it might not be now, right? Right. But it might be simply researching a career field that has always fascinated you. It that might, might get the ball rolling, right? Right. Yeah. It might be picking up the brain of somebody who's in a career field that you really admire and just say, tell me a little bit about what you do. What's your work schedule like? What, da, da, da. Uh, also, you can start by writing out your <laughs> ideal scenario. Like you can write out your ideal day. What would it entail? Would you be working from home? Would you be working out, you know, away from home? Would you be by yourself? Would you be with a big team? You can start looking at like, if I could just create this from my own mind, what would it look like? Right. Yeah. Um, and start with all the things that you do know. And I really think at an intuitive level, most people know. Like as soon as I start talking about this topic, they go, they know where they're settling. Mm. They know that it's like, oh, yeah. I'm definitely not happy with my fitness or this job or where I live or a lot of times you guys this is the one of the best places to look is obligations it's the shit that you're signed up to do uh, out of shoulds you know like uh you know I I should be you know my bible study leader because I've I've done it for the last 10 years or whatever and it just doesn't fulfill you anymore Mm. or um you know, but there's other ex- other situations where um, you consciously choose to stay in a situation that isn't a hell yes for you because you know uh, that it is uh, serving a different purpose. So let's say, for instance, you're caretaking for somebody, like an ailing parent, mm-hmm. and it doesn't light you up, it doesn't fulfill you, it's not a hell yes, but you do it for a greater purpose because that is the type of child you want to be. That is the type of, you want to be of service. Um, 
Well, I could say the same thing about the guy that, you know, is working his tail off for his family, but he doesn't get to spend a lot of time with them. He's like, well, it's for the greater good because they'll have all the things that, you know, that they need. Right. right? And I, I agree. But Sometimes see, that's a great choice. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that guy fooling himself? Uh, not necessarily. Here's the, so those types of decisions sporadically through your life, I think are awesome. Right. Like really, um, sacrificing for the good of your child, for your spouse, for what, you know, parents, whatever in moderation, because what happens for most people and why I think this is an important topic is their entire life oh, is so full of sacrifice. It's not just one instance. It's their right. Whole, their entire yeah. life is people pleasing, fulfilling other people versus themselves. That's a good point. So there's times, you know, that, you know, like we might go through a chapter where we do need to caretake for parents. Right. Or, you know, nieces and nephews or siblings or whatever. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So we might actively choose to put ourselves second, you know. And, of course, we would be like, well, what do we need to support ourselves? And blah, blah, blah. You know, we would coach ourselves through it. <laughs> but it doesn't mean adopt a lifestyle of that. Mm, right. So there's okay. a distinction there. And it's really the, the conscious choice. Like, I'm choosing sacrifice at this moment because what's more important to me is to to at the end of the at, at the end of my life to say you know what I really showed up for my parents or I really showed up for my kids or whatever. Right. The problem is when it's an all or nothing thing. Gotcha. You know that makes sense. So uh, so and you know I kind of want to go back on that the concept behind hell yes hell no and look at like the black and white thing, and there's going to be times when it isn't black and white, like where you're like I'm really not sure. So I always tell people like wait till you are. You know, it, as long as the I'm not sure, I'm not sure isn't just an excuse. Right. It's not your procrastination gremlin. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, but I really feel like intuitively a lot of times we know like either absolutely, yes, this works for me or no way that does not work for me. And then other times you need a little bit of time because you're not super decided. Mm. Um, and that's fine too. So there's tons of different right answers. There's tons of ways to honor yourself. This is just another tool. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I will use that a lot with um, big picture things and in settling in big picture situations because it can get really sticky in small things like, well, it's not a hell yes to work out right now, you know? So, so yeah, I do want to kind of deter people from using it like that. I really want you focus on the things that are really blaringly obvious. So that's what I want to give to you today for homework or for a takeaway is to start with the things in your life that are a real clear hell yes or hell no for you. Okay. And like that you already know this, like you don't need to dig into it. It's not a like, I'm not sure and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I want you to ask yourself, what is one hell no that you want to eliminate from your life? And what is one hell yes that you want to add to your life? And what are actions you need to do to support either of those? Mm. Baby step actions, okay? So for instance, if, there, if your job right now is a hell no, what is one baby step that you can take towards making it a hell yes? And it might be as simple as writing out what your ideal career would look like. 
It might be as simple as, you know, some of the suggestions I gave earlier about picking somebody's brain who runs their own business or exploring schools. Or It can start as simple as research. It doesn't have to be, a, you know, a life-changing choice. It's momentum. And that momentum creates a very distinct energy. It's a trajectory. It's a moving forward. Hmm. Versus an energy of stagnation, mediocrity, and settling. Right. That's a good, good topic. Good stuff to chew on. Yeah. So it's just, it's just ways to examine what's going on in your life a little bit. So, and, and the same is true. Like, is there a hell yes? Is there something that you know you want? Like maybe you really want to find your soulmate and settle down. Maybe um, you really want to move to a different state. Like it is clear. You know that. So start crafting your plan. All right. If you want to find your soulmate, start with writing it out. Write out what you what you would love to walk through your door. Who would you love to spend your life with? Write everything out. Hmm. That's an action step. That is momentum. That's breaking through wherever you are right now, just stagnation and staying in that same space, spinning and spinning, wanting something different and doing nothing about it. Um That's good. Cool. So I think I think that's about it for hell yes hell no. Any thoughts, baby? Uh, no, you know um, I, I hope that I asked the questions that uh, the junkies would want to know. Yeah. And kind of clarify. So I think I've I think I've done my job. Well, I think really in a nutshell, like you can always go back to the question of what is the most powerful choice for me. Right. That will always guide you. And what this really is, is a lesson in intuition. This is about learning how to honor your own internal code, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I've said this before, like, you know, if we do it all the time with physical things, right? right. You touch fire and it hurts, you pull it away. You don't do it again because mm-hmm. you recognize that doesn't feel good to my body. You uh, Do you do any uh, products for intuition? Um, we cover that in Badass 101 That's what for I sure. Yeah. Um, I love when you do that. Such great product <laughs> plugs. But no, it's true. Because if you're going, oh my gosh, I need to dig into that. I need to feel like I can, uh, you know, change my beliefs, change my internal talk, honor my intuition. I think that's intuition. the first step to knowing whether hell yes, hell no is uh, working for you. Right. Right. And it, so it's Just a different mus- muscle to flex is really what it is. Sure. It's sure. a different something that we have that yeah. was built in code. Um, that you have to work at. You have to nurture it to go, okay. And you start learning the answers. The same way, um, you know, you eat food that doesn't feel right to your system. You don't keep eating it till you can stomach it. You, if you throw up, you're like, okay, body, I understand that you don't want that in you anymore. Okay, perfect. We're going to stop eating that food. But we don't do that with intuition. Like when our, our, our intuition will go, mm, that's kind of a red flag with that person. Or I don't know if we should still be friends. Or I don't know if I should trust it. Or, oh, that really rubbed me the wrong way about this work environment. Or I'm not so. And then our mind versus our heart, our mind, the logic comes in and starts going, well, you should be so grateful to have somebody by your mm. side. Yeah. Well, you should be just thankful that you have a job. Well, blah, blah, blah. Well, look at so-and-so. They've oh, been, blah, un- blah, blah. they've been unemployed. <laughs> well, that's truly what it is. Yeah. You know, it's just muck. Yeah. Right. It's not your heart. It's not what your intuition is telling you like, mm, red flag. Right. And it's still, it's a dance. And again, it's a muscle. You have to flex it and you have to keep working with it. Um, and I'm still learning how to honor my intuition and how to listen listen to it yeah 
The same way you're always trying to teach people to really listen to your body. Like, don't do that movement if that hurts your arm that way. And right. Don't lift things. I love that when clients say, it hurts when I do this. Well, I'm like, well, don't do that then. Well, don't do that. <laughs> That's perfect. If it hurts in that job, if it hurts in that relationship, if it hurts in all those other places and you're not taking an action to either remedy it or get out, you're signing up for what is. Right. Forever. That's the deal. Yeah. Same thing with your client. You know, if they don't, if you keep doing what you're doing, this is how, this is the forecast. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah. up to you to decide. So whatever choices you make, like if you decide one of sacrifice, if you decide one of vehemence and like the throw down and I'm moving on, whatever, be empowered. Do it for you. Do it for your choice. You know? Mm. So there's times, like I've said before, I've chosen sacrifice because because it's the woman I wanted to be. Right. And it was my choice. I consciously chose it. And that in itself feels powerful. All right, junkies. I think that's about about it for today. Cool. That was a great topic. Cool. Thanks, thanks honey. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. And we're going to start talking uh, relationship and lovey, lovey stuff next week. And... Um, Oh, swing by the site because we just revamped everything. It's all shiny and new, total facelift. And what I also have up there now is a brand new uh, life and love kit that anyone oh, can yeah, sign up to get totally free. And so you'll get like audio lessons and ebooks and product samples and cool screensavers for your. I mean, there's just, it's loaded and it's you totally free. You get a ton free. of free stuff. You get well, a ton of free stuff. I just want I'm people to be it. able to experience you know what I have to offer um and feel like you know what okay I do want to invest in this you know I mean from a business mindset it's you know it's strategic it just goes to show how much information you have though right because if you can have that much free shit and still have products (laughs) to sell yeah like that's amazing well everything that's in there is designed to be a taste yeah to be like see what it tastes like (laughs) there's another clip for you (laughs) That one I think I can find. <laughs> that one you can find. <laughs> um, Don't you want to leave the taste of the glory? See what it tastes like. That was Nacho Libre, by the way, if anyone doesn't know. <laughs> we did a lot of Nacho Libre yesterday because we were at a Mexican wedding, but we'll oh tell you more God, about that. Oh, my God, yeah. That'll be our next cast. Yep. But anyway, uh, yeah, so swing by the site. Get your free goodies. And here is just to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Felix the Spider out. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.